On this week's episode of Behind the Meat Curtains, we have returning guests Patterson, Leia, and Georgia, and feature guest BJ McNaughty. BJ McNaughty is a feature dancer who just happens to dance as a clown. We'll learn all about how being a clown stripper is different than being any other kind of stripper. So sit back, eat some circus peanuts, and enjoy the ride. Welcome to part two of BJ McNaughty on Behind the Meat Curtains. Customers are going to be like, oh, all that stuff goes no, on there? No, if anything, that was an well, advertising spot like, for them. In, when you're in an environment like Portland Metro where there's so many clubs, that it's really difficult when you hold your own standards when you do have clubs that are really lenient or almost require their entertainers to do certain behaviors when you're like, hey, I'm not comfortable with that. And then guys are like, well, what do you mean? Everyone else does that. And it's really hard, I think, to keep... It can be. It's not... Obviously, you can... So, I worked at Casa Diablo. This is what we're talking about. This is the club. I worked there for two years for a reason. I needed to be more entertaining, okay? When you want to travel the country and be hired as a feature entertainer, you've got to be entertaining. It is prestigious as a show I club, yeah. I would specifically ask to follow the girl who had this box of, like, six toys, okay? This girl would come out, and she would put on a sex show on stage, and I would ask to follow her because guess what? I'm going to come on stage and I'm not going to do any of that. You're going to give the family-friendly so follow-up. You, you, exactly. <laughs> and when you follow that, you better be really entertaining. And so it, it really okay. taught me a lesson. I was yeah. like, okay, I want to follow her every time. And you know what's funny is this, you see this sitting on the table and I would pull this out and everybody would be like, oh, yeah, what's coming oh. next? And for the podcast listeners, so she pulled out a pump for a balloon. Yeah, this is my <laughs> balloon pump. I blow up... Uh, balloon animal balloons twisting balloons with this and we have a whole bunch sitting in front of us because we are going to blow up a bunch of balloon dicks because we're going to make cat here a halloween costume is it are we going to do a coochie couture by bj mcnaughty dicklicious designs no (laughs) (laughs) you had a whole bunch of names for it earlier cat sent me a picture um she found online i think and it was a girl in a costume homemade and it was a bag of dicks and I think she's wearing a clear garbage bag full of balloon dicks. So we're going to make her balloon dicks. So while we're talking, They're I'm going to blow these bags. up. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to blow these up, and we're going to all learn how to make balloon dicks here. Um, but, yeah, I learn. I make balloon animals on stage. It's one of the things I do. I really I animals. do make – well, I can make animals, but – when I'm on stage, who wants a dog when you can have a penis or a vagina? I know. My boyfriend was really excited. He's like, I want to learn how to make balloon animals. I'll be able to come to the podcast. I was like, we're making balloon dicks. He's like, well, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> I actually feel like the balloon dick, like your act, it could be one way to bypass the bachelorette parties that normally don't tip shit. Like, if anyone's going to get them riled up, it's going to be the balloon dick. The balloon dick. It's a fun game, right? Yeah. But also, I do magic tricks with the balloons, right? You know, I don't just make a vagina and a penis for no reason. I do magic tricks with them. But yeah, that, that's what following a girl with six toys in her bag really taught me was, you know, you better learn some new tricks. I was going to say, I'm, I'm really impressed with the level of... Do you like, want to twist one? I'm going to take it. Okay, I'm going to make several. I'm going to give you all a balloon. And oh then we'll, we'll do a... We're going to make a group... Dick twisting off, I guess. I want this I big <laughs> oh, Way to sell it. Uh, I want this big triumphant red one off. right in front of me here. Okay, can I ask you a question while, since we're doing this? Yeah. How did you learn? Was this like, 
YouTube or did you ask the clown? <laughs> did you like, no. how do you, did like, you, do you go Pinterest? On Pinterest? Okay, so this is a weird quirk I've had since high school. I one day like had a balloon animal dog and it fell apart and I learned how to twist it back together just by following the other twist and I was like, oh, I've got this down. So I learned how to make balloon animals just self-taught and I used to bartend and I would make them behind the bar and I would keep it pretty simple. It'd be like, you know, free balloon animal with every drink. Uh, I can make you a poodle with a big penis or a wiener dog with a big wiener. What would you like? <laughs> nice. I was going to say I'm, I'm really impressed with how you, and it was probably had something to do with you being in the club for as long as you were before you decided to become a stripper, but you really approach this as like this is a business, right? Oh, yeah. No, like, I'm a business person, and it's so funny because I'll be in full clown and and be at an event like I used to do these expos all over the country and I would have issues and I'm like you know I may look like this but I am all business really yeah you you went in <laughs> you went into it and you decided I'm going to be I'm not just going to be a stripper I'm going to be a clown stripper and I need to be entertaining, so well, here's a crutch I'm going bit, to have. Right? You really have to, like, I can't just be in and out a clown and the character. And I would say my clown character isn't really a character. I'm just being myself. But I have to commit to the bit. I can't just be part clown. I've got to go full clown. <laughs> never, yeah, never go half clown. Yeah. <laughs> okay, did we make enough dicks for everyone? Does it, let's all say hi to Mikey. You Mikey, dick. you're the best. You get a dick. You, you get, get a, a dick. dick. Okay, I need a dick still. Got one more dick. I'm going to show you all. We're all getting a dick twisting lesson. I like I got That sounds painful to all of you. I mean, they're all different sizes. You yeah, this can is decide how great. long you want them in a variety yeah. of sizes and colors. I, I'm not right? sure this will make the podcast. Everybody we'll has out. a different color. So, so the podcast doesn't come to a complete stop. Um, <laughs> no, can we take a smoke break after that? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um... With all of the different clubs that you've been to, has anything, it just seems to me that you're, because you don't know the rules, and you don't know the places, you're exposing yourself to a lot of potential risk. Has, has there been any place that's been like, oh, that was scary or, or a weird incident, something like that? Okay, so I don't, it takes a lot to scare me. I don't know, I'm a tough chick. So I wouldn't say any of that, but there's definitely been places where I wouldn't want to go back. Um, this wasn't the right vibe for me. But there was a club in Tulsa, Oklahoma that I will tell you I will never go back to. Um, everything about the club was strange. Like, it was one of those places where they were forcing dancers to sell drinks. And so, like, mm. you would sit with a customer and you would order a drink and they wouldn't put any alcohol in it, but they would charge the customer $30. And you were not allowed to leave the table with the customer. You either had to sit there for 10 minutes or until your drink was gone. That was, like, the rule. What a waste of time of the stripper's time. But the club didn't care because they were making $30 a drink. And, okay, if I could get past all that, but this was the part that blew me away, was at the end of the night, I look around and all the strippers are mopping vacuuming, cleaning the mirrors, taking out the trash. And they were independent contractors? Right, right. Well, cause yes. And I'm looking around and I'm like, what's happening right now? And they're like, well, this is the club's rules. We have to do the cleaning. We're not allowed to leave the club until the club is clean. And I was like, well, isn't that the club staff's job? And all the bouncers are following the dancers around going, less talking, more mopping. Like assholes, right? They're literally, right. So, and then they're going, well, if we had to do it, we'd be here all night. Well, yeah, you're getting paid to be here. These dancers are not. Now, these girls spend all night in eight-inch heels dancing and making the club money. 
and then they have to clean the club like it's a Japanese schoolhouse. I'd have to imagine that they're 100% baby strippers because a stripper that's danced at any well, no. other place okay, would Okay, but listen to this. It. I said that. I was like, ladies, there's a better way. Like, you don't have to do this. And they all said, there isn't another strip club within 150 miles of here. Oh, so, we so we're have, not talking a Portland so situation. So we have no choice. I know this was Tulsa, Oklahoma. Not me. But, like, there is clubs out there that are abusing dancers way beyond the, what you could imagine. That's wild. Like that there's so there's wild. not another club within I would laugh at you. miles of this quit place. Right then, I would tell that guy who says, "Well, if I had to do it, I'd be here all night." Yeah, like all right, this, well, here, be here this, all night. This club is isolated comparatively like that. But if I had gone back there and been like, "All right, everyone, everyone, grab him up," it would have become the most dangerous club for me in that moment. Like that's that and never ever. I was over there like. You know, it'd be nice if you would tell me if you weren't going to show up at all. That's really just, you know, please. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. Did they, did the club, was it at least somewhat worth it for the girls? I doubt it. Like if you're if you're mopping like, and I mean, cleaning up afterwards, the is there got, a like, reason? Like a cut of every bit of those thirty dollar dan- thirty dollar drinks or something. Like maybe they got five dollars or something. So you could theoretically. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, again, that you never could Theoretically, oh just uh, sell drinks all night long. But we're dancers. I'm not in the drink sales business. I'd be a waitress if that's what I. That's kind do. of what I'm getting at. Is why are you not a waitress? Why, if if you're working at that club. Why do you think it's worth it to work at the club instead of being a waitress? Are you making enough more money, or are these girls just don't know what else well, is out there? And then there? also, like, I was at a club in West Virginia, which I was in a whole bunch of clubs in West Virginia, and I would never go back because West Virginia is a very special place. But they were selling dancer drinks, and it would be like a one-ounce measured pour of a shot, and they would charge the customer $60 for that shot. And it's like, okay, but if I was a customer and I ordered that same shot, it would cost me like $10. Why is mine 60 Well, because you're a dancer. But isn't that abusing your customers? Not just the dancers. It's putting your dancers in a really weird predicament, but it's abusing your customers. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you have to pay a house fee at that? At well, that I was a feature, so I was getting paid to be there. But um, technically in my contracts, it even says, like, I'm not to participate in any drink sales. That's not what I'm there for. I'm wondering if that's how they pay their house fees, though. I don't know. Some clubs do that. Some clubs do that, but some clubs you have to pay a house fee and do that on top of it. Yeah. A lot of clubs do. To push. earn your keys. There's a lot yeah. of, yeah. there's a I lot mean, of, like, like, And there's a club I love going to, but you have to, like, every half hour on the half hour, you have to go prance around on stage with, like, a calendar or sunglasses and then try to sell a discounted dance. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's Motley and Cruise, Girls, 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 and you parade around. Right, and you give a discounted dance that you probably don't even really make any money from, and, but, and they, they probably but the play whole idea girls, is that you maybe girls. sell a room <laughs> later or more dances with them. I worked in a club in California briefly that really pushed the selling drinks thing. Uh, but you go, you can't have alcohol at the strip clubs in California, so you just really had to be trying to like shove Red Bulls down people's throats <laughs> all night, <laughs> um, or like bottled water. But like forty dollars bottled water, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I yeah. love this. Uh, this club Fiji in, water. This club in Tempe was like, if no, you you don't have to drink, but when the waitress comes around and she gets a drink order for your customer you're sitting with, you have to order a water. And the it was like you know those like mini water bottles you give to like toddlers at soccer camp. It was like that size, but it just was branded with the club logo. Um, you had to order one of those, and it was twelve dollars. And I was like, well, I'm not thirsty, um, and I don't want to go pee every five minutes because then I'm losing out time. Like 
The minute you go to the restroom, another girl's gonna be right there. So, like, why do you want me full of fluid? Like, I need to be efficient here. Because they don't care if another girl's right there because it's not their money. No, they don't care, but I, I thought it was really weird. I was like, this guy's gonna be like, this is a joke, right? You ordered a $12 mini water bottle. Like, this isn't Disneyland. Right. Why did you say he won't go back to West Virginia? Well, okay, I did go to one club in West Virginia I liked, but I went to this chain of clubs in West Virginia, and it was like three different cities, so I was bouncing from city to city, and every single one of them, just the way the club was ran was horrible. Like, $60 shots to dancers is abusing your customers, like I said. Um, just the way they ran their clubs in general was just not my vibe, and I don't know. I feel like people in West Virginia are really special. <laughs> like there's something in the water in West Virginia. It's lead. <laughs> That's what my mom said. There is something in the water. Yeah. It's a boomer lead stare. <laughs> you said the uh, the clubs were uh, not your vibe. What about the customers? Were the customers? Yeah, most part wasn't my vibe. Yeah. Now okay. the one club that I did like, and I would ask everybody like, "Oh, you're here from West Virginia?" And they would be like, "No, no, we live in Virginia." So that was kind of the vibe, but that club was like, no one lives in West Virginia. But the other clubs I went to, everybody there lived in West Virginia. <laughs> um, I do have a question, because I don't We have plenty of dicks to blow up. Um, what advice do you have for people getting into the industry? I mean, there's so many different areas to get into the industry. Like, are you trying to get a job in the club? Uh, I would say, especially to any men, because I see men come in all the time and fill out applications, and they're there, like, ogling the strippers and just being a general weirdo. We've don't be over creepy, this right? Time. Yeah, like, don't be creepy. That would be my general advice to any man trying to get a job in the club. Um, if you're a dancer, you know, a lot of that's independent, and you might – try several clubs and go this isn't for me and does that mean you're meant to not be a dancer no it just means you probably haven't found the club that's right for you yet and uh you know i'm fortunate i get to travel all over and really see how the other side lives but a lot of these places i'm like man i really haven't made in portland i feel like but i've found a club that fits me um i think is portland your favorite like area to dance i think so i mean i like oh these pink ones that's the third pink one that has popped pink balloons um, <laughs> There's a joke there. I can't find it. Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, it's I Victoria's Secret branded. Mm. <laughs> I think if you're trying to be a feature entertainer, that's a little bit harder of a market to break into. And uh, there's all sorts of advice out there, like girls that are coaching girls or people who have like uh, feature entertainer schools. And I just think any of that is a waste of money. Like, don't pay somebody money to tell you how they do their job. You can learn that on your is it, own. That's like bartending school. Right, like bartending yeah, school. Exactly, like, you don't need that. Like, I'm an artist. I didn't go to art school. That doesn't mean that I'm not an artist. Yeah, uh, I you can't. You are definitely an artist based on your... <laughs> My skills here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, with any any job out there, right, it's... It, you have to figure out, is this really what I want to do? And I think some of us are, like, passionate about the industry. Like, I feel like I'm a lifer. I've had so many different roles in the industry. And even when I decide to stop dancing, I think my next role is in the industry somewhere, somehow. I don't know what that is yet, but, yeah, I'm a lifer. Is there anything that you wish someone would have told you about being a feature? Um, well, one thing that I learned, I really wanted to be a feature. I wanted to be one of those girls. But what I didn't think about 
that was a huge part of it is that I'm now a competitive stripper. I find myself going to feature entertainer competitions all over the country all the time. And I'm Where not are a, these competitions held? Where are they held? They're held all over. So sometimes they're invitational, so you have to be invited. Like I just did one in Dallas that was put on by the same people that put the stripper expo on okay. every year. Um, I'm going to go do the Miss Nude World pageant in a couple of weeks in Tampa, Florida. When? Uh, I'll be there next week. Uh, it's the 13th through the 18th. But yeah, so I just never thought like, oh man, I'm going to become this competitive stripper because I'm not a very competitive person. And that really adds a lot of anxiety and like pressure on you because you're now doing it competitively. And you know, you do that because that's how you get the word out. Yeah, that's how you get your name out there. That's how, I mean, if you have titles, the more you're going to be hireable because you have more titles. I think as a novelty stripper, I don't necessarily need that, but I think it's important to be constantly seen. I've used I've used my title before when I travel outside of Oregon. What is your title? Uh, best breast of the West. Oh yeah. So and for some reason I, I thought it would be foot oriented. No, it's not. I mean, it's I would use that title. Contrary to what you believe, I do have a nice rack. Um, no, I, I've used it before um, to get jobs in big cities. Like now, Dallas. there's a vagina beauty pageant in Portland put on by the same gentleman that does the best breast yeah. of the West, and I've never been in it, but I have judged it many times. But my thoughts were. If I had a trophy that said I have a pretty vagina, I'm going to have that in my bedroom, and every man who fucks me is going to see this trophy, and I'm going to be like, what's your dick got, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, like, I mean, it's, it's Award-winning can, pussy, can, what's your dick bigger. got? I'm like, I, when people, like, reject me, sometimes I'm like, what do you mean? I literally have the best tits. Like, they're award-winning. Like, what do you mean? Um, like, it's, not even, it's not even my opinion. Like, uh, people have judged them. And I can't USDA. say that, like, she carries, like, a medal. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, actually, I kept my trophy behind the bar at my home club for nearly a year. I put it on display, and when guys would be like, what do you mean? I'd be like, look, look at that. That's mine. That's mine. You should have a number one ribbon, like, tattooed on your boob. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I really don't put too much weight into it because I know there are a lot of competitions out there that actually feature quite talented women and entertainers that well, have that's the thing like the Miss Nude World competition like sounds like it's like a beauty pageant and it's all about your naked body but in reality it's a showgirl competition so it's all about the show that you put yeah. on right I mean I'm sure that your looks come into the judges play a little bit but I won the Miss Nude International pageant a couple years ago and uh, I walked around my house naked in that tiara for like a week they have I the, would too I mean gosh they have the best butthole one too the prettiest butthole oh they're doing it I would think it was in uh, Michigan yeah, yeah that's Detroit. like the new thing is the butthole competitions or like with the counting of the, the spokes which I, that's gross to me but so, oh, it's oh, it's spokes. Spokes. how many spokes are in your butthole I don't know what's the good but I know that some man showed up to their co- pageant or their competition <gasps> and it's like they showed them his butthole and I'm like you guys didn't think this all the way through did no. you you can guess guess the spokes like yeah. like guess how many skittles are in no, the like, that's like counting the points on like a deer rack or something that's weird how old is this there's tree a, I must count the rings yeah there was a girl that was telling me how some guy was gonna guess her age based on the spokes on her butthole oh like, yeah like a tree yeah it, it, she thought it was the funniest thing and like bent over <laughs> he didn't get it. it it's not like a tree <laughs> Oh, we got a lot of dicks here. Yeah, you gotta start putting them in your bag. Well, I gotta figure out how to arrange it. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, you're on your own on that part. I only have the dicks down. Well, um, the last question that I will have is the 
My favorite is the, what's your, I've seen it all moment, and I know we talked about this before we started recording, but it's like, oh, what's the best story? What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen? But do you have, and I've seen it all, this is. I mean, I feel like when people come into a strip club and they see a stripper clown, they get to say, oh, oh my God, I've seen it all, right? Like, yeah, I am you part are of, the I've I seen am the I've seen it all moment, but I had this moment in my career that. I was in Nashville, and they had booked me, Sassy Cassie, which is the world's uh, the smallest was, stripper. She's, like, high. tiny, proportional. She's amazing on stage. And then they booked this 75-year-old retired porn star. And it was hilarious because on the flyer and the billboard, they just put a photo of a dinosaur. So I had no idea what she was going to look like. And then, obviously, when I go to a club, I have my own shows. And each of those women have their own shows. But when we got there, the club was like, nope. You're all going on stage together. <laughs> you each pick one song and you just figure it out. And it, when I tell you it was a shit show, it was a shit show. But when I looked around and I was on stage, I was like, what is happening right now? Because Sassy Cassie's like doing a Chinese pole climb and the old lady's like pulling on her clit out to here. And I, and I just looked around and I'm like, I love my life right now. But I was thinking about the person who walked into the door in that moment <laughs> and was like, that's the biggest what the fuck moment ever. Yeah, how many people were disappointed that it said, like, Wrinkles the Clown and they didn't realize those were two different people on stage? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. That 75-year-old retired porn star made more money than I did. I'm not joking. Like, there were so many bachelor parties that were like, oh, you got to get a dance from Grandma! <laughs> and, and just the novelty of it, like, I, I was a little in shock. I wasn't offended. I was like, good for her. But, yeah, she made more money than I did. Yeah, I went to, uh, at the, the ED Expo where I met you, um, they had Rubber Doll, who's a, the, she's a latex feature, and she does, like, the metal. And she looks like a doll. Yeah, and she's lovely. And then they had Shortcake, the midget, and they had him on stage at the same time, and there was, like, whipped cream involved, and, like, Rubber Doll's, like, in, like, in between Shortcake's legs with all this whipped cream, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like... No, I'm used to this. So this last <laughs> expo, I got to party with Shortcake, and I was with this group of club people from Chicago, and we got really drunk throughout the night. And they were not doing this on purpose. It was a complete accident. But they had had a midget they used to book at their club all the time, and her name was Cupcake. So they kept accidentally calling her Cupcake, and she's like, my name is Shortcake! Right? <laughs> but as the night went on, they're like, hey, Beefcake. And we're like, oh, no. Like, they... Complete accident. Hey, short stack. <laughs> just the names just kept coming out, and we couldn't. She was even laughing because it was so funny. Yeah, that's the fun part of the conventioning. And I realized after that that I was trying to find people? a picture of me no. and shortcake, and then I realized that I collect little people because I have I've done gigs with like nine different little people, and I have photos of all of them. So I sent someone this photo array of me with. I just said I collect little people. You're all little people. <laughs> you, you can go on the road to Snow White now. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> oh, you should do a feature with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah. I had a question, and now I'm thinking oh, of. Is Halloween like a bigger season for you? Yes, October is usually my busiest month out of. That year. makes sense. That makes sense. But I'm a year-round clown. Like, everybody thinks this is my Halloween costume. So the, the funniest no is that... She is always down to clown. But the funniest is the day after Halloween. Like, this year, the day after Halloween is a Wednesday. I go to work on Wednesdays dressed as a clown. So those people who come in on Wednesday are really confused. They're like, hey, 
Halloween's over. And I'm like, I decide when Halloween's over. You're like, um, it's a lifestyle, but yeah, not clowns, a costume. Clowns Thank are year-round, okay? There's, there's nothing about Don't Halloween. judge her. She identifies as a clown. <laughs> I love men always go, you're not a clown, as I'm dressed as a clown. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm a clown, but you're not a real clown. I'm like, no, I'm a real clown. Name five, name five other famous clowns. <laughs> I see you have a clown shirt on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like a like a just a regular dude that goes into a strip club knows anything about clowns. I know I always get. Did you go to? They clown don't know anything school? about strippers yeah. either. And what do you do? Oh, okay. Um, you just have a job. I love when guys <laughs> say stuff about whatever you're doing at work. I'm always like, Hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm an accountant. Well, I don't come to your accounting job and tell you how to do your yeah. job now, do I? I am actually really excited to further. Like, I work a quote-unquote normie job, again, growing weed, so it's not that normie, but I'm already kind of... <laughs> enig- that's a normie job. In Oregon. In Oregon, um, it's normal. And I'm kind of enigmatic because I work with a bunch of dudes who are like, oh, you just work at a strip hall, bro. It must be the sickest thing ever. And I'm just going to keep throwing them curveballs now and be like, yeah, I actually uh, was hanging out with a stripper clown last weekend. It was wild. Yeah, Saturday. Just cool keep trick. them guessing. Yeah, made yeah I'm going to be like, I'm going to show them, I'm going to blow up a balloon dick for them. Yeah, just and, uh, we made a whole bag of I love telling guys when they're like, oh my gosh, I, I wish I could be a stripper. Like, I wish I was a hot girl and I could make money. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you could be a stripper. Like, you can. I was like, nobody's stopping you. You just decided you didn't want to do it. My favorite, though, is the guys are like, oh, I could never dance on men because I'm not gay. And it's like, first off, do you think I like all the guys I dance on? You think I think they're attractive? Like, like, we're (laughs) actresses, so you could be an actor too, buddy. And I know plenty of male strippers that only dance on women. Can I get some smaller? Also, half the strippers of the club are lesbians. (laughs) Exactly. Like, bro, not. Don't ruin the magic for them. That's... By the way, I give gross guys the best lap dances because I'm not attracted to them. Yeah, if I'm... you're an attractive person and I have to give you a lap dance, it's probably a worse lap dance ever. No, I'm like I'm nervous. nervous. My hands are sweaty and yeah. I'm like going like, to start sliding off the seat. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, I actually like, kind of like you and I just do want to give you my numbers. Yeah, so then it's an awkward lap dance, but I give the best lap dances to gross old fat men. Yes, so go see BJ Bagnotti, all you gross men at the Kit Kat Club. <laughs> oh, not that yeah, any also, of you are gross, uh, though. You're all attractive and hot. No, also, you, uh, all the other guys out there, you heard it here. If the stripper is being weird, it's because she likes you. <laughs> it's the only reason. <laughs> it's the only thing it could be, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Security will be talking about no it. really good lap dance. Make sure she's way out of your league. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, I think that's it, unless uh, any of our guests have any other questions or comments to make. Do you want to shout out all your like, uh, social media? Yeah, go ahead and throw uh, that. I'm BJ, that's B, like blowjob. Uh, BJ McNaughty on all social media. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I have my own website. There's not a whole lot on there. But yeah, you can just Google BJ McNaughty and all of it will come up, including my Jerry Springer episode. Wait, oh, what? what? Yeah, so we're on a we we, we're we an hour episode, into a podcast, you and you've never. I thought that was common knowledge. Everybody knows I was on Jerry Springer. That I, was a, I was on his research. very last episode or his last season ever, and I was on his Halloween episode, and it just featured me. It was really fun. But you can Should find it, it on you, when you when you Google my name. That's like the first thing that comes up. I want you to like you autograph my balloon dick now. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> All right, well, and, and you can check her out on Behind the Meat Curtains on our Instagram. Um, so yeah. 
Yeah, and you can see all of the balloon dicks all over this table. Yes, yes. Well, I'm Cat. I'm the Brad. Thank you very much. Bye. Our theme music is from Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to our host, Backside Cakes. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon, 97701. Stop in sometime. You might see us recording. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Prime Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a positive rating. We're a new podcast and would really appreciate the support. And you can find us at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com or write us at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com. Thanks.